0: Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Visit Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I want to thank each one of our listeners for tuning in today, as I am very grateful for each one of our listeners that are listening live and will be listening to the podcast later. And I am just Overly excited today to have with me and to introduce to our listeners today a brand new diva, Sharon Dilly, and she is going to speak about teaching veterans and service dogs. Oh, man, this is going to be an incredible day today. So, Sharon, could you please introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Absolutely. Um, I am a lifelong educator, and animal lover. I have, my degree is in elementary education, but I've taken that degree and learned how to teach dogs and veterans. And I train service dogs in my home, raise puppies. We place them with veterans, and then I teach the veterans how to handle their dogs. I also um, will teach veterans who have their own dogs, how to train their own dogs, how to teach them to be service dogs. So that that's what I love to do. I live in Oklahoma with a huge amount of animals myself. Oh, oh I love it. Oh, that just sounds great. You are just definitely serving from
0: your heart every day by helping veterans and by helping dogs and then uniting them together. Oh, my goodness. And I love how you said your degree is in elementary education, so you have just taken it into with the dog world and become an elementary teacher with the dog with the puppies
1: that is beautiful that's 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 pretty much sums it up yes, oh, that is great, I love it. Well, with
0: our topic being teaching veterans and service dogs what i'm going to ask you what do you wish people knew about teaching their dogs
1: i i wish people knew that every time they acknowledge a behavior in their dogs the dog is going to repeat that behavior it can it can be something as simple as your dog's barking and you want them to be quiet so you say be quiet Well, and from your dog's point of view, it's like, sweet, I got her attention and we're all barking now. Telling them to be quiet does not get the quiet. It actually acknowledges the behavior and they're going to do it more.
0: Oh, wow. So that is incredible. So how do you go about then reversing that? Because that's how a lot of people... Train their dogs, Mm -hmm. and it's really the dog's Mm -hmm. way of getting attention, and that makes so much sense completely. So what step do you take, then, to do it differently?
1: So, um, well, we'll just take barking for an example because we, at some point, we all have a problem with our dogs barking inappropriately. Um, Mm -hmm. If you can completely ignore the bark and not give them any attention for it at all, none then that that behavior will extinguish. Um, the other thing the other thing I do, so there's there's more than there's more than just one tiny piece. So there's several components and it's going to come out in my book that I'm working on. Um, there's three major puzzle pieces to working with dogs. Connection with the dog. Dogs love connection with us. They value that and they need it. Um, number two is meeting the dog's needs. If a dog's needs aren't met, they cannot they cannot help you. And like in the realm that I work in, in service dogs, if you don't meet their needs, they don't have the capacity to help you. But if you take the utmost good care of them and allow plenty of time for digging and sniffing, time with other dogs, time for exercise, they are more than willing to help you with whatever you need help with. Um, and speaking from my veterans there's I can tell you so many stories to where um, they take the dogs on walk and the dog stops and prevents them from going into traffic, or the dog will pull them to the edge of a mall to keep them out right before they faint, or the dog will paw their head and wake them up from a migraine. There's so many things these dogs do naturally if we will rise up and meet their needs to be dogs and the third component is regulate the environment until they can regulate themselves and you put all these pieces together for a well-rounded dog so when you regulate the environment what that looks like is I like my dogs to have life skills and manners Um, I do not teach a set of obedience behaviors because I want these dogs who serve the veterans, um, I want them to be free to think. I want them to have manners. I want them to know how to be in public. But I want them to be free to think, to be able to to intercept any problem that veteran may have at any point. So what that kind of looks like is for example, I want my dogs to greet other people with their paws on the ground. I don't want them jumping up on a regular basis. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, but All I right. don't ever scold I don't ever scold them for that. I never get onto them for that because that is the exact behavior that they may need Later on when I place them with the veteran, so if a veteran is having a PTS episode and, you know, their anxiety is getting them, the only way the dog may be able to get in touch with them is to put their paws on them. And so we want to teach them the manners so that they can live in our human world, but that frees them up for all of the capacity to really take care of their veteran in any way because they don't have to worry about, oh, my gosh. Am I gonna get in trouble for this? So, that's kind of the long story short of how I do mm-hmm. things.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Oh, I I just loved it. I loved every every piece of that puzzle. Because going back to the beginning with connection, you we have to connect with them. I know you had there was I was on your website and I you had some excellent. Um, it, the puppy puzzle will help you and your dog discover and then you had a lot of different phrases listed. And to me, connection comes in to the one where trust in one another, that brings out the best in both of you. I just, that just sounded so fitting because when you connect and can trust one another, it's amazing what can happen from there. That is, that is beautiful. Do you feel that trust is a very big part of the connection with the veteran and this dog?
1: Oh, trust is vital. Um, And what we don't realize when we're working with our pups is that we break their trust by the little things we do. Um, If you are your dog's best ally and staunchest defender... The dog doesn't have to, they don't have to worry about their needs being met. They don't have to, um, they don't have to fend for themselves because they know that you're going to do it for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can be as simple as leaving them in the kennel too long. You know, we all have to work, we all have to do that, but when you leave them in the kennel too long, that breaks that trust of, hey, I'm going to be back to get you in a timely manner. And then they're not going to want to go in that crate, even to rest, because they're afraid <laughs> they'll never get out of that crate. Um, uh-huh. I had a, I had a pup several years ago I worked with, um, and his name was, he came to me, a skinny little six-month-old lab puppy. And he had so much love in him. I, I just, I just had to have him. So I brought him into my life and I didn't realize until about 24 hours after having him the magnitude of damage that was done to this tiny little pup in this short, in his short lifespan. So I put him in a kennel to let him rest. And well, actually, so I could go take a shower and make sure my house didn't get eaten. And I barely, I barely had the shower on. And it sounds like the walls are coming down to where he was at. So I ran in there and got him out, and he had already bloodied his nose because he was just freaking out in the kennel. I didn't know that. Well, I started investigating what happened to this little guy, and he had been in a kennel his whole life. That's all he had known, and it terrified him to be in the kennel because he was afraid he was never going to get out again, so for that dog he he was never in a kennel here, and that was when he when I placed him with a veteran, that was one of the criteria he can never be in a kennel again because he can't handle it, so sometimes you have things out of your control with these dogs that we work with, and you just have to work with them um when you get them as tiny puppies when you get them as tiny puppies and you're able to raise them and they're secure with you and they trust you and you trust them, that's the best scenario. Um,
0: yes. Oh, wow. Yes. I, I, I can relate so well. I have a little red healer that I'm, we're just so connected and uh, the relationship is, this another one of them said deeper connection that shapes the ultimate ultimate partnership, and that just describes him and I. I mean, the connection goes so deep, mm-hmm. and we're just we're just I say we're hooked at the hip. We're just one and in, one into another.
1: <laughs> and, yep.
0: Yes. Oh, I just love that. That is quite a story on how he was affected so in his beginning years that it just has petrified him to be in a kennel. That's kind of like mine. He's not sure I got him when he was six months old, but he is scared to death of a vacuum sweeper or any kind of a noise like that, even the husband's razor. So, I mean, it's something that traumatized him at a younger age before I got him. And it's just like I respect that. So. You just, uh, like you said, he could never be kenneled and my dog, I know when I'm in a vacuum, he is either outdoors or he's somewhere out of the house where it will not scare him so bad. So yeah, you just, you respect their needs is what you do. Like you said, meeting their needs. And oh, Mm -hmm. that just falls right into place with meeting their needs. Oh, that is, that that is incredible. Yeah, whatever that looks like, whatever, Whatever has traumatized them before you got them or just kind of meeting their needs like that, it just makes such a deeper relationship with them because they know, they know they can trust you that you won't be bringing that part of their life back into them. Oh, that is beautiful. Right. Right. Wow. Wow. Do you now like if you, what age do you normally get the puppies at to train them for service dogs?
1: I, ideally, I would I like to get them when they're around 8 to 10 weeks old, as soon as they leave okay. mama. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't always get that option, and that's okay, too. Um, there's a <laughs> lot of dogs out there. There's a lot of puppies out there that are appropriate for veterans. Um, I, you know, all dogs, the other thing that's really important to me when I'm looking at puppies and dogs, I want the puppies to want the job. Not all dogs want the job of leaving the house every day or being connected with a veteran. Um, okay. I have one pup that was donated to me, um, happens to be a little poodle. She's terrified of her own shadow, and she hates riding in the car, even though oh the, I worked on those things when she was young. She's not, <laughs> she's not an appropriate dog. She doesn't want the job of service dog. Right and so mm-hmm. we want we want dogs to want the job um so i I look at a lot of things you know the timid dogs timid dogs they don't want the job of a service dog. service dogs are out and about, their environment is changing, all things change all the time, and if you've got somebody that's scared, they don't have the capacity to take care of the veteran. I, oh yeah, I can see that so that was... so if if they're If they're scared themselves, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, the veteran's Mm -hmm. going to be taking care of them, you know, rather than the other way around, so. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. That was kind of going to be a next question. What kind of characteristics do you look for when you are looking to start training on a service dog? And you've kind of touched on some of that right now. And I was also going to ask if there were certain breeds that seemed to fit into that those categories better for you that you have found out over the years?
1: Yeah. Um, the lab breed is always a good choice just because <laughs> a couple of things with the labs and golden retrievers, they're so forgiving and so loving. They just love people. It's just It's who that breed is. Now, there are a ton of other breeds that are good. A lot of mixed dogs are good. More than anything, I'm looking for a pup that loves the human connection. I'm Mm -hmm. looking for a pup that's a little bit bolder pup. Um, Maybe one that loves new things because if you think about what, what a veteran does, they're in different environments. Every time you go to the grocery store, it's a different environment even though you're going to the same grocery store. There's different people. There's different smells. And, you know, it's just all different. So you want a pup that is a little bolder. Um, and i look for superhuman connection if i have an opportunity to look at the um at a litter of pups i don't always sometimes it's like here i have a pup and i'm like hmm maybe that guy will work and we just <laughs> go with it um mm-hmm. i always look for those puppies that really want to come to you and just snuggle up i i can't stress the desire of the connection on the dog's part so so much if the pup is more interested in um toys, or if they're more interested mm-hmm. in playing off by themselves, you know say i'm I'm in a pen and I'm looking and I've got all these pups around me, and I've got a pup just off by himself, that's a more independent pup that's not to say he won't be good, but I look for the more the connected pups,
0: mhm, mhm.
1: So there's, a, oh. those are a few of the things that I look for. Um, obviously, no aggression. Um, you know, and they can't be protective dogs. Um, because service dogs by nature, they're out all the time and we don't want them protection. I can teach a dog, um, to create some space around the veteran because mm-hmm. a lot of veterans don't like people really close to them. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll teach a dog, um, to maybe go behind. So that they, so that people stay a little further away, but that's mm-hmm. not for protection. That is simply a behavior to help the veteran get through life.
0: Oh wow! Oh, that's that is just incredible. And now I see why in the puppy puzzle connection is the number one because you mm-hmm. start it yeah, with it's connection. Vital. It's it's one of the most vital things you look for in the very very beginning. And yes, I I can I can see that because that is so true. It's uh, my little red healer. When I knew him from when he was a tiny pup, because I knew the puppies. He I could I saw him numerous times, and he was always the one out of the whole litter that came to me all the time. And then I got him when he was six months old, and I'm like, we just connected from that very start. So yeah, the connection, I totally see. Oh, that is. That is so interesting.
1: Now, just a little well, bit, how, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say about the connection piece. So uh-huh. the, the puppies live with me for a while, but then I hand them over to the veteran, and the most amazing part is the connection is almost instantaneously, uh, virtually every time. I mean, I have dogs that, on the second night they're with a veteran, when he's having um, issues or problems, it will put mm-hmm. his head up and wake him up. Or I have, I have dogs literally that lick the back of their heads when, before they start a migraine. And so when dogs get connected, their ability to sense things that we don't know they sense is just amazing. And I don't know that we'll ever know all of what they sense and how they know it, but I think we sell dogs short. If we can get them connected, Mm -hmm. they they will just they just soar.
0: Yeah. Yes. Oh yes. Oh, I totally totally agree. Dogs are dogs are just amazing. They are just. I can look in my dog's eyes and just it's like a there's a soul connection. That almost sounds like what you're saying with these dogs and the veterans they they connect like you said almost in, instantaneously they are connecting with one another and that is just beautiful it's not only the connection you see when you see it as a puppy but then it carries on with that veteran when he goes to his new home to be a service dog and a a companion a best friend whatever you want to say to that veteran Wow, that is incredible. Oh my goodness. Well, and they, it just amazes me how smart the dogs are. I've often said, I just need, sometimes I just need time to just spend with my dog and I can learn so much. He doesn't need, they don't say a word to you, but you learn so much from them. They are just an incredible animal. It's just unbelievable. Their family is what they are.
1: Yep. And I think that's that's a really key component of the way I train is learning to read your dog and what they need and what they're trying to tell you. And I always tell my veterans, um, so these dogs have lots of manners and life skills. They know how to walk behind a grocery cart. They know when that grocery cart stops and you're trying to find out which spice that they have a choice. They can either sit, stand, or lie quietly right beside me. I don't Command body position because I want the dog to be free to move behind if they need or whatever is needed. So I don't do that. But their um, their capacity to know and just do things is simply amazing. Oh wow!
0: I, I, I just I'm just loving it because I can just visualize. Like you said, in the grocery store, it's what that veteran needs at that time. Maybe he needs the dog right beside him standing there where he can feel him. Or maybe he needs him behind him so somebody doesn't come up behind him. It's coming all together why you're not teaching those exact commands that if I stop, you lay down. Hmm. They need to be mobile right. where they can feel what that veteran needs and know they won't get punished for doing something that they feel the veteran needs at that point in their life. Oh
1: Exactly. Wow. Exactly.
0: So Oh my goodness, Sharon. This (laughs) is just incredible.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So so yeah, I I I, I'm sorry, I want them I just want them to have all these life skills. But Mm -hmm. oh what I started to say a while ago. So what I tell the veterans as as they learn their dog and they learn to communicate silently and watch their dog and know what they need, sometimes dogs will start acting out of character. And I, mm-hmm. I've i had dogs be called stubborn and even obstinate because um, maybe one dog refused to move off the curb. This was a walk that this veteran, they had taken many, many times. This dog refused to move off the curb. And I, I, I told them, I, I always tell them, do not just assume they're being stubborn or difficult. Mm-hmm. Figure out what's going on. So she went back to the curb to figure out what was going on with this pup. And about the time she stepped up on the curb, she said, "We were. I, was, I sit down to have a little talk with him. And about that time, a car came out of nowhere right where they would have been walking. Oh. So I always encourage... I always encourage people, when your dog is acting out of character or you want to label them stubborn or obstinate, pay attention. What do they need? What are they trying to tell you? Because they are communicating, even though they don't have the spoken word. Dogs communicate Mm -hmm. with us. I think we just need to be more open to learn to listen to them.
0: Um, I agree 100%. And that that just gave me the chills because, I mean, when you think what could have happened if they would have kept on going and not listened to the dog because the dog had that sense that knew there was a car mm-hmm. coming where us humans don't have that sense. The dog sensed it to right. protect. It, it, it's loyalty and love for their owner that shows and just shines through. If If we, as the parent to that dog is what I call it, or the parent or the friend look at it and say, okay, there was a reason they behaved like that. And I've seen it in so many instances just with my own dogs. There's always a reason why they're acting the way they do. It is just That's incredible. Exactly right. they're ta- they are talking to us without any words, is mm-hmm. kind of how I call it. And we just have to
1: yeah.
0: listen and understand what they're saying. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. wow. And at... <clears throat> As we begin to teach them more, if, if you'll understand where, what dog, where dogs are coming from, so every interaction that you have with your dog is giving them information. It's either encouraging a behavior or discouraging a behavior. And then your dog, if, if you're interacting with them, they're like, oh, sweet. Okay, well, I'll do that again. They are constantly adjusting. Dogs are brilliant creatures, um, mm-hmm. So, for example, I like to cook. And so I, I have dogs with me, multiple dogs in the house, and puppies, and I don't want to trip over them. So what mm-hmm. I do in, when I'm in the kitchen is I, I just wait. I don't give them any interaction. If they're with me beside the stove, I'd give them zero interaction. Pretty soon, they'll go back by my other dog and lay down. Because I haven't, I haven't told them, get out of the way, get out of the way. I just, I just don't say anything to them. And then pretty soon Mm -hmm. they'll go back and they'll lay by my older dog. And the second they do that, I go put a treat between their paws. I don't hand it to their mouth. I put it between their paws because Mm -hmm. I want them to stay put right where they are. And I literally can go to the kitchen and have three or four or five pups and they will just spread out and lay down and you don't have to worry about them because they know treats rain down from the sky if we'll just stay put. <laughs> so, so our interaction affects them and mm-hmm. we can teach mm-hmm. them by what we do and just capturing that good behavior. Whatever you see your dog doing that you like, tell them about it and they'll do it again.
0: Oh, wow that That is just incredible, I love that. I just love that, and it's just building the relationship even stronger by doing it that way exactly oh exactly- oh Sharon this is that is just beautiful and i I am just amazed this interview is almost coming to an end, and I'm like, okay, I was going we were going to talk about. So many different things I was going to bring up, and this has just been incredible. I have just loved what you have shared. This has just been beautiful. as we do come to a close of the interview, Sharon, what is a tip you would like to leave with our listeners today from everything we have talked about?
1: I think I would like to say, listen to what your pup is saying. And Mm -hmm. let them know when they're doing exactly what you want to see as a life skill. Any behavior that you see that you like, let them know through kind words, touches, or treats. Those behaviors will be repeated again and again if they know you like them. So I think that's, it, it seems so simple. But if we mm-hmm. start doing that, then we're just constantly looking for the great things our dogs are doing, rather than those few annoying behaviors that they aggravate us.
0: So, oh, that, that was beautiful tips, and I love it. Listen to them, and basically give gratitude to them. Show them in kindness <laughs> and ways. Just being grateful to them that they are doing what pleases you. And that's to me, that's always what my dog wants to do, my little buddy. He is always wanting to please me. He, whatever it yep. is, he will try his hardest to to know that I am happy with what he is doing. And oh, oh, I just love it. It just it just almost brings tears to my eyes because I just I'm, there's so many experiences I'm thinking of here. Oh, Sharon, this has just been just been incredible. I just loved every moment of it. And I have to ask, will you please return to my show again so we can tell the Fill the listeners in on more information. We didn't even really talk about how you teach the veterans and once they're getting the service dogs. And I know you have so much more to share that I would just love to have you back on my show.
1: (laughs) I would love to be it. I would love, I accept your invitation. I would enjoy that. Um, Yeah. Awesome. And if, awesome. if if they want more information about dogs, mm-hmm. they can go to my website, thepuppypuzzle dot com, and mm-hmm. there'll be there's weekly tips coming out on how to take care of your dog.
0: Oh wow. Oh that's great. That is super and we will definitely post that link with this podcast so when they listen to the podcast they can see it also. But oh that is great. They have a way to connect with you. Oh Sharon, I just I just want to thank you so much for being my guest this This has just been absolutely incredible. I loved every moment of it.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's been a pleasure.
0: Oh, um, you are so welcome and thank you again and I want to thank each one of our listeners for listening to this absolutely incredible, informative information that our amazing diva Sharon Dilly has shared about dogs and and how they you can train with them. And oh, it has just been incredible. So please share this show with all your family and friends. And be sure to check out all the other hosts and their shows on com Have a fantastic day. Remember, be kind to all and show your gratitude to your Dogs to all your animals and give them that extra big hug and share all your love with them too. And until we connect again on robust lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.